got an ego twice the size of the crib. I can never tell a shit, it is what it is. But said what I had to and did what I did. Never turn my back on FBG, God forbid. Virgil got the paddock on my wrist, doing front flips. Giving you my number, but don't hit me on no dumb shit. Working on a weekend like usual. Way off in the deep end like usual. Niggas swear they passed us, they doing too much. Haven't done my taxes, I'm too turned up. Virgil got a paddock on my wrist going nuts. Niggas caught me slipping once, okay, so what? Someone hit your block up, I tell you if it was us. Man, a house in Rosewood, this shit too plush. It's cool, man. Got red bottoms on. Life is good. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Two Red Gringos. It's your host, Phil Baki, and uh, as always, I'm joined this time in person for the first time in about four years, I think. Not as always, but, no. yeah. <laughs> but I'm joined by Pat Staley. Pat, welcome, uh, welcome back home, I guess, in a it's way. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. <laughs> We uh, yeah, we've got a little bit of a, a visit this weekend. You're uh, you're in El Paso for um, for some business, but we're able to uh, to get a match out of it and and it, and get an episode out of it. As yeah, well. well, you know, seeing you plus wanted to see the guys at uh, you know the former Corner Tavern crew to elsewhere now at the the district. Yeah, the district, good spot. Yeah, big screens. Yep. Piped in audio, so we were good to go. Plenty of Guinness, a must. Yep. yep. But now, good to be back. Good to see the old crew. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was a pleasure. I mean, obviously, we have uh, a nice win to talk about today. Always tough to go to Spurs, especially with the added Mourinho kind of element in this. Just makes it a little. Just adds a little something to it. But uh, but in this case, Liverpool coming away one nil winners. Um, so in our post match, kind of. Uh, you know the the analysis. enjoyment and the analysis. <laughs> uh, we've got as always. We got to you know pick your poison. So well, so Pat. I mean, I was kind of supplying, I guess. But but what are what are you enjoying today? Yeah, I didn't. You know, <laughs> normally I've got my own unique brand, but this time you were kind enough. One, you came heavy with the pills. Had to go. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm not going to put it out on the airwaves. What else? What else we found in the fridge? But <laughs> Stan, Stan will get to the bottom of it. Um, but I think the the double white that I'm rocking right now is from the same brewery as the Pills, right? Yeah. yeah. Which is the uh, wait? What brewery is you got this? It. You Marble. Got it. Yeah, Marble. Marble, right? Marble yeah. Brewery, Albuquerque. Yeah. Yeah. So there isn't there like a. You know, New Mexico, El Paso, like clash now that you're trying to avoid, or a little bit does does poison supersede <laughs> any any football rivalry? I think I think beer has been the great equalizer in in many ways and brings together you know old foes. So in this case, uh, <laughs> or just, creates new ones. Yeah, or, <laughs> but uh, but a quality a quality brewery and uh, credit where it's due. Marble Marble doing the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, the double white is like just class because they made a wheat ale that's at like seven percent alcohol and, and not too weedy, right? Not too weedy, you know. It's it's just a very good, enjoyable beer, but it still packs a little bit of a uh, a, a little bit of an ABV punch. Yeah, what's the Pilsner rocking? Um, I want to say it's sitting around four. Yeah, four point seven. 7. Yeah. Once you near the five range, that's yeah. 
That's decent that's for a pills. Pretty heavy for yeah. pills. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then on uh, on the other side, I've got the Rogue. Um, going with Rogue Brewing, Portland, Oregon, I believe. But um, the Bat Squatch Hazy IPA had yeah. to had to bring it for the the hop fans. <laughs> um, but the hop god, the hop god, uh, as per usual. But yeah, I've got the pills as well, and we're we're just gonna get into uh, what has been a crazy um, cu- couple of weeks personally i guess but Seems. also but Seems. also uh also what what a a season it's been so far for liverpool so glad to be back talking about it and i do before we move on from the poison i do have to comment on the bat squatch mm-hmm. being as what we talked about like the chupacabra yeah but for like the northwest it is maybe, like you know <laughs> so it's like a wider a wider version <laughs> It's of the chupacabra, the, the white bat chupacabra is the bat, the bat squatch. Squatch. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the chupacabra eats goats. So, what's the bat squatch like feeding on in the Pacific Northwest? We'll we'll have to come back to that. We'll have to come back. I wasn't I wasn't ready for my like marsupial like. <laughs> it's eating kangaroos. My, my knowledge, and, yeah. It's eating just a just a whole. Just a whole uh, herd of yeah. kangaroos in the Pacific. Northwest. It depends how close, like to Seattle, Portland. Very, it, sure. it might just be berries, all organic, right? But like humans, maybe it just eats. <laughs> it eats hipsters. <laughs> is that the? Is that like the scary? Yeah, that's what I was getting. Yeah, to. yeah, yeah. Just hipsters. Just hipsters. The bat squatch eats yeah. hipsters, which is the most terrifying story. We of could use the a Pacific. few more of those throughout. <laughs> Throughout the continuous U.S., but okay. But no, um, we back in. We wanted the the initial combo to give you a chance to give a shout out because you had the trip of a lifetime. But, but I wanted to put it out there. I wanted to put you on the spot. Okay. What is the better visit? Me to El Paso, or you getting the chance to go to Anfield? And if you can't picture, like we're we're face to face right now, like yeah. there's no there's no escaping there's, the answer to this. There's question. no ending the <laughs> Skype call and just walking away. Um, be you honest. know, you've actually put me in a tough be spot. Honest. It is tough because I just visited because I did just visit Mexico City for your wedding. True, and that was also a great visit. Yeah, so it is kind of tough to to put it into into perspective because. As amazing, I would say, <laughs> obviously, as a Liverpool <laughs> fan, going to Liverpool is incredible. But there but, are, but I would say, there's not I as much say, mezcal. No, there's in Liverpool. there's a yeah. lot less mezcal <laughs> uh, in in Liverpool. They're not as fond of it for whatever reason. Um, they still haven't gotten over. Like, tequila was a somewhat recent introduction to the UK. Yeah. Maybe, like, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Credit to credit to the bartender at New Year's Eve in London who, uh, when Erica ordered a Paloma, knew, yes. knew what it was. On the spot. And made it without ha- it having to be at okay. all explained. So, okay. So credit to the, the bar staff <laughs> in that <laughs> particular venue. But, no, um, yeah, getting the chance to go to Liverpool, I mean, yeah. it was amazing. Like, it was yeah. really one of those things where it kind of feels surreal throughout the whole experience and, and going to Anfield. I saw the game 
on the 29th against Wolves and uh obviously a bit of a, a bit of a weird one to bit, go to and bit shit yeah <laughs> bit shit as it is yeah the uh the Irish <laughs> the, the old Irish guy in the bar after the game uh called it a bit shit he wasn't wrong in the sense that you know it was um cagey like a very very much a new Ooh, Liverpool yeah. a new Liverpool performance and one that we kind of saw today a little bit uh, in the sense that we saw out what was a very tough game, a very tough fixture. Mm-hmm. Um, VAR played a little bit of a part in the Wolves one, obviously, uh, comparatively. But a little bit. today, um, I mean, part of the reason, like part of what spurred my visit, I guess, this year um, of all of all years. Obviously, I've wanted to get to, to Anfield for a while, but we're literally living in what is a historic Liverpool team, and not just yeah. not just in the sense that oh, like they are one of the best Liverpool teams of our generation. Because I think they certainly already are. Yeah, yeah, that's not really debatable. But now we are hitting a point where they are potentially one of the best teams ever to play football ever in that uh 61 points from a possible 63 has never been done in a top flight season in (laughs) europe ever and liverpool just did that at the big five and even during the commentary today like tottenham have won what 11 of their last 33 yeah or something like that so it's crazy because we're so we're so used to losing Right. Like we we know losing. We were talking about dynamic between like other fans yesterday, between like Arsenal supporters, United supporters, Arsenal a little bit more seasoned now. But like they don't they're just experiencing like what we had gone through for years before. And they're going through that now. So I don't it's just like this different euphoric experience of always, always winning and you know, I always used to love the 2-0 wins, but now it's almost like these – there's not a lot between a 1-0 and a 2-0, right? right? Like I mean, literally one goal. A little, little bit of comfort. <laughs> you know, <I> one <laughs> one Divock like 85th minute goal is the difference between yeah. a 1-0 and a 2-0. Right. But we're, we're having more of those, right? It's just the 2-0, like you escape the narrative of what's form, maybe like XG and all that. So, sure. But nobody is really talking about – the, the form that they're in to the extent that it should be talked about, right? Like right. if it was a Barcelona, Real Madrid, United, anybody, else, even City, that's all they talk about are, is just like the excellence of this individual team. Right. And the narrative has been placed elsewhere yeah. because Liverpool is involved. Yeah, it it is one of those where it would be, I mean, it seems like, especially as you said, if it's one of the big teams of the last you know 20 years where it's yeah. it's the barcelona's madrid's bayern munich's even even like teams that have kind of fallen out of favor like inter yeah. or juve or something like that like those teams seem to get kind of the benefit of the doubt when it comes to conversations like this of greatest of all time or whatever now i mean are we like we're we're now entering a phase where Liverpool they haven't lost in over a year in the Premier League. <laughs> they lifted the Champions League, the European Super Cup, the Euro, the uh, Club World Cup. Yeah, in the just in twenty nineteen, 
They have a chance at the Premier League. They're still in the Champions League. I mean, what will it take for this team to get put into that pantheon of, like, maybe maybe I'm thinking, like, 2011 Barcelona where they won, like, nine trophies or something Just like ridiculous, that. Like, yeah. everything that was put in front of them, they won. Like, what will it take to get put into that kind of greatest of all time type conversation? One for the for the Premier League is, A, you have to win it, obviously. <laughs> like, it, and that's the thing, too. I, I get a part of what we were kind of talking about, too, is that the fans aren't going to go grab or, or aren't going to go bragging about it, right? Like, City would, would be going, maybe not nuts right now, but because that'd be the norm for them, right? Like, oh, we've got another record-breaking season. Mm-hmm. So you have a fan base that's not eager to brag about it because it's been 30 years since they, they won this. And that mixed with, you know, it's it's relatively new. And in England, you always have, like, the, the extent of winning. So one, to for this to be a truly great team, you have you have to win the Premier League, right? Yeah. The The other lesser, like, European Cups don't matter as much. Like, obviously, the Champions League is big. But... You've got to win the Premier League, but then also to be in that conversation, you have to I don't know, you have to be better than what Liverpool were in second last year. Right. But you have to hit like, you know, you've got to be a centurion or you have to be invincible. Like otherwise it's like, oh, well you didn't you know, you were more shit than we, than you were last <laughs> year, even if we end up with like 96 points and maybe like one loss and right. and four draws, you know. It's just I don't know if the math that's up there, but to be <laughs> To be part of that like historic conversation, you have to achieve something historic, and so we're already European well, champion champions of the world, champions right. of Europe. You got to get England, then you have to have you have to have something else that comes with it. I think. I think back to back, even if we don't win anything else, if we get the Premier League this year, if we don't win anything else this year, that mixed with the Champions League last year and the run of just dominance is enough to put it up there. But to to lean on it and say, like, it's not too far out of the scope to say, like, this is the greatest team of all time. Like, you have to, like, you know, back-to-back Champions Leagues, Premier League, maybe, you know, Invincible or or breaking some sort of record for points. So, I mean, it's, I don't know. What were we talking about five years ago? Like, what do we we need to do to get Martin Skrull out of the squad? You know, it's just... (laughs) it's even insane to even mutter yeah. this. And that's why it's not, it's not bragged about as much is because we don't want to, you know, whisper it into the air and, right. and jinx everything too. Right. So, you know, it, it's a historic team, but where it lies in the conversation outside of Liverpool supporters, we'll see. Yeah, it it is. Uh, I mean, after today, the premier league table, it, it reads 61 points for Liverpool top of the league. Second place on 45, <laughs> Leicester City, having played a game more. You got the game in hand. Um, City are just a point back of Leicester and could, you know, leapfrog them with a win. Um, they're on level on games played. Um, but, yeah, we're 16 points clear at the top of the table, <laughs> um, having played a game less than the, the closest competitors. And it is getting to a point where it's it seems almost – crazy that we're even discussing yeah the fact no that no Liverpool i'm is not in this. <laughs> not not i'm, I'm not, not even ready, talking yeah. like i'm not even talking trophies or anything i'm just saying like it's crazy that we're even discussing this given 
I mean, there are seasons that we have gone through where Liverpool have not gotten 61 <laughs> points. <laughs> like that's, and it is January <laughs> 11th, and we're on 61 points. So, I mean, the, the historic start, obviously a big talking point, but today we, we had one of those games where Tottenham is, is always kind of a tricky fixture. There's always been, there's, there's rarely been times where mm-hmm. we've gotten through that, uh, that away game at, you know, either White Hart Lane or now, um, whatever Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, whatever it's called, um, there's rarely been times that, you know, they're few and far between, between where we get through that game easily. We've got the added edge of Mourinho's now in charge. He obviously has relished in the past playing the spoiler for Liverpool. We dare not speak about some <laughs> other matches against against Mourinho teams. We won't. But, we won't. But how significant is it that this Liverpool team, you know, despite not converting all their chances, despite not really running away with it, get over this Spurs and Mourinho hurdle away from home? Yeah. It's a different team now. Like, we... We can win every way, like the same way that we said, yeah, we could have easily put a few more past them, especially in the first half. Like, Spurs missed a few too. And so there, it, it's this different, like the defensive quality that Liverpool has, even if even if they have chances. Well, what it's like, Alisson's saving like a ridiculous amount of like high quality chances too. Yeah. Or we have defenders where... The chances are there, but Gomez or, or Van Dyke is putting them off a little bit too. Sure. So, and I mean, that's the, the problem with Mourinho is always just like kind of that, right? Like that was his style, like one nil, two nil, three wins like that. We can sit down and like blow out. We can blow out a team with beautiful like forward, front forward attack, counter attack, but we're winning ugly. We're, we're winning in a, like a boring fashion with like two no wins, but then we're also blowing teams out. And then we're also beating the Ev with a bunch <laughs> of teenagers too. So, but I knew it would come up at some point, but, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's just like, that was the style that Mourinho had. He always had that, that frustration and we're frustrating teams, right? That's why you, you do shank a chance like Spurs did a couple of this match too. So it, it's just a different, it's a different mindset. And I think that stems from having what is, far and away the best defensive team in the league as well the the match itself like the game starts and it feels almost like liverpool are going to run away with it just because demolish it's <laughs> it got kind of ridiculous at yeah. one point where they you know I, i'd say about maybe 20 or 30 minutes in they flash the possession across the screen and it's like 81 yeah. <laughs> percent to over liverpool. 80 yeah like um Numbers that you'd see against, you know, the the most famous like bunkering yeah. sides, like <laughs> the the Burnleys or the of the, and not even today's Burnley, like yeah. the Burnleys of the past. Burnley Chelsea <laughs> was a pretty even match yeah. today, yeah. <laughs> At least possession wise, yeah. <laughs> but no. So dominating the ball like we did and not letting a team. Obviously, Spurs came into this one. It's a Mourinho performance. He wanted to sit back he wanted to try to hit on the counter but for the first half we see not only are they not able to get a hold of the ball but they're really not able to break that much either the ball the ball out just 
wasn't available. Yeah. Well, throughout, and that's what I kind of said too, is like we're, there's always been this hesitation to recognize whether it's what we're doing now or even what we did the past couple of years, getting to the Champions League final, winning the Champions League final. We were always a bit nervous. Like, I think it was against PSG and we're like, holy shit, like we might actually be one of the best teams in Europe. Yeah. Um, and I think we're we're beyond that now. Like, Klopp is beyond it. The squad's beyond it. I don't know if we as the fans are necessarily beyond it, but we play like it now too. And that's just oppressive for another team to have, you know, Mourinho's famous for his mind games. Like, to come into that knowing just, like, you're playing against the best team in the world, but then on the pitch, it's act, you know, they're seeing it to fruition too. Like, right. with passing, with pressing, with everything. So... Tottenham had nothing. Like, they, that first half especially, they, when it was, you know, ridiculous over 80% percent possession. Yeah. Because they, the first pass just wasn't there anyway. Like, right. if they were somehow able to get out and shift it back to their back three, back five, back eight, whatever it was, then they could build up a little bit. But it's still, like, their possession didn't generate chances. It was... Liverpool, a couple errors here and there that really kind of opened the game up at times. Other than that, it was just complete domination from from Liverpool throughout. And, I mean, we, we've seen in the past so often uh, games where, I mean, especially living through, you know, the, the Brendan era, it was a classic kind of trope almost yeah. of Liverpool of, to have way more of the ball and and less of the chances um and just kind of beating your head against the wall of yeah. how do we create how do we how do we score <laughs> and relying on a Coutinho banger you know like that was kind of our our yeah. game but in this one we had a bunch of the ball and we were generating like loads of chances especially early yeah like giving ourselves that <laughs> those looks and they and a lot of shots were blocked a lot of a lot of chances necessarily didn't generate as much uh xg as we as we are used to but um those those uh chances were there bobby with a couple of a couple of mm-hmm. early chances a couple of ox off the post yeah, yeah ox ox hits the post and and but it is ultimately in the end a a nice little move, a nice little bit of hold-up play from Mo puts Bobby in, and Bobby puts his left foot through yeah. it and gets another goal away from home. Underrated hold-up play from Mo too, who's as as a tiny guy, yeah. <laughs> is is really good at it as well. But yeah, it's, I mean, some of the uh, what what kind of threw me was for the first time in a while, like a heavy amount of chances, possession, and build-up went through the left as well. Right. And I still, you know, 11 Tegan 11, I've I've been at odds with them for a while now because they used to pump out those pass maps instantly. So I still don't know, like, how the dynamic was or, like, how truly heavy it was. But I don't know if it was targeted to go after, you know, Spurs defensively or if it was a way to shift maybe play away from, like, Sun or something like that. But Spurs... We said that too. Like Spurs are always going to be dangerous on the break when you've got Lucas, you've got Son that can you know wriggle away, get some chances right. there too. But it was interesting to see everything kind of shift through. And maybe it was just Genie. Maybe Genie was just so good that everything kind of forced its way to the left. Um, 
but you know, so many heavy chances. But we had build up, we had cutbacks. It wasn't just the Robertson or Trent kind of sitting deep. There was more of this kind of overlap in play to build up chances. And maybe I don't know, maybe like Salah has has too much like defensive focus on him to get that. Maybe that's why it was kind of open up, but there was always space there. But it was it kept going out to the left. So I don't know. That was the only thing that kind of threw me off. It was different than, you know, right. the hey, let's give Trent the ball and create, you know, something out of nothing. It was it was a little bit more intricate at times too. It seemed like I, and maybe it's a case of I mean they've they've spoken recently there was the the article Pep Linders talking about um the way that that Liverpool play and and the way that they coach and but there have been games where they he spoke about the fact that like they kind of figure it out on their own like yeah. they it doesn't require yeah. someone you know yelling at them or, or bringing them in at <laughs> halftime or whatever. To, Doesn't sound to like talk. Mourinho style. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've heard someone call it like joysticking, you know, where a coach tries to move his players like, yeah. from the touchline. Uh, but the in the in this case, it seems like Liverpool have this kind of innate ability to adjust um, to the game that they're playing in as it's happening mm-hmm. and, and kind of find, oh, okay, like we're getting a little bit more joy down the left hand yeah. side, like or hey, Genie is Genie's really linking things up today, and like the ball just kind of they kind of know how to work it to where they're adjusting for whatever the the opposition are giving them, and yeah, and in this case, it you know it was or in this game it was it was a lot more focused on the left, Robbo with a lot more involvements. I think I think in the past Trent is primarily like he gets more touches than pretty much anyone, yeah. I don't have the numbers in front of me at the moment, but I, I'd I'd be willing to bet that Trent did not have the amount of touches that that he normally gets, and it could have been a case of Mourinho kind of keying on that as well, of maybe reinforcing that left yeah. flank. Um, I know Winks was kind of drifting around, trying to kind of play that role that we see our midfielders play, where they cover yeah. for our fullbacks and. Um, playing a back five, he kind of tried to. He definitely tried to focus two players down down the wings and keep that from being as as big of a of a uh, factor for Liverpool. But in this case, I mean, Bobby grabs the goal. There's been some question marks this year. I think it's funny because he's been he's been so up and down in yeah. the fan bases uh, site where he'll score a big goal. And then he'll go a couple of games, you know, without any goals. Yeah. And people will start to be like, oh, are, you know, are we, like, getting the most out of our, our center forward? But, I mean, Bobby's that guy where we know, and, and we've talked about for a while, the amount of uh, contribution that he's doing on a, on a game-to-game basis. Yeah. Is it just a matter of, like, one of our forwards is going to be getting these chances? And in this case, you know, Bobby gets the big chance and takes it. Yeah, there's only so many goals, like, you know, to go around. It's not like FIFA where you got you can put like five, six, seven past him every time too. So, no, with him, you know, it's always just a matter of time. Like sometimes, I think he tries to play obviously outside of himself, but like as any good Brazilian would or should do, and he's like you know overhead flicking it to himself to you know try to try to hit the half volley. Yeah, but yet yeah, seeing him 
but also this notion of, you know, Klopp sitting him down, talking to him and saying, you know, get out of your head. Like, you know how good you are and what you bring to the table. So, but no, like, you know, recently it's, it's on the uptick, but yeah, he hasn't, you know, we joked about it and saying he's the, the guy from the other guys where he's like, no drinks. Like, you know, I can't do it. I can't do it. And yeah. you know, Bobby's not scoring at home. I mean, who gives a shit, you know, right. when <laughs> when you lead from like, hey, we've got the greatest start ever right. in the history of like, you know, modern football to do we need Bobby Firmino to do more? It's like, no, like when he scores, it's great. But, you know, Mane didn't score today. Salah picked up the assist. So yeah. we were even like, oh, has Salah been contributing <laughs> as much lately? And it's like, you know, 16, you know, over 20 goal contributions so yeah. far this season. It's just there's always going to be an ebb and flow to that, you know, front three, especially like there's only so many goals to go around. Right. Um, but yeah. And then I even saw too, like why Jeannie had almost a hundred touches today. Wow. Which is, which is rare. Normally he's at Ox is about 42. So Jeannie having that many touches kind of, even though uh, Trent kind of out touched, Robertson, mm-hmm. that makes sense why there was so much play going through kind of that direction as well. So, right. yeah, it's yeah, Genie, and then because I guess Ox was kind of forward down the right, yeah, like opposite Genie, and and that yeah. way, yeah, it's a it's it's just where the where the space is and where Tottenham was kind of conceding, yeah, a little bit of space to Liverpool, but yeah, Genie, Genie too in this one, I I felt like he was a little more. Then in a lot of his performances, we we know all of the the work that he puts in 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 the midfield. In this one, it felt like he was a little bit more progressive or had a little bit yeah. more license to be involved in the attack. Well, he just looked. We were joking about you know obviously it's the steroids, but he just looked <laughs> he just looked quicker too. Just like bursts of speed, you know, getting beating people to the ball. But then yeah, being a little bit more progressive in in his style of play, but. It's also the way that it kind of opened up in the style of if you try, you know, they always say, oh, these open games. They're not. Like, just because one side has, like, a few counterattacks here and there, it just opens up space in the midfield. And I think that's where, that's where Genie excels is, like, ball, it's the one stat that he actually, that actually shows up in favor of Genie is, like, ball retention and progression in Europe. He's one of the best. So it, it, it kind of played, it kind of played into that, but... I don't know. We didn't. We didn't initially have it, but like, I I don't. I, I won't say like Hendo struggled, but he didn't shine. Sure. Right. So is there always is there always a balance <laughs> like between this team, right? Unless we win, like unless we're playing Porto, then or then Lester. yeah yeah or Leicester, <laughs> then like you know there's plenty of fruit to go around for it. But I don't know. Like Hendo just didn't seem to have the same impact as he had. Outside of outside of like you know the couple of ball losses that he had that sure. might have led to Tottenham chances, yeah. like didn't you know he he didn't seem to have the space to you know hit them hit them on the counter or like place a pass. Sure. Um, so I I don't know maybe it's always just like you know you can't have everybody operating as like <laughs> you know attend a the entire match, but but that's what I kind of saw. It was but I think that's also the secret to this team too that if. Mane doesn't score. Mane was phenomenal too. Yeah. Like you know, his work rate, everything. Yeah. But you know, if it's not Mane, then it's Firmino. 
if it's not Hendo, then it's Genie. <laughs> and this is even without, you know, maybe our <laughs> our best midfielder, Fabinho, being out too. So right. it's it's all about that dynamic. So from, you know, to put Mourinho in his place to be maybe the one manager on the planet that can scare Pep and just decimate like City. Mm-hmm. It's just a different team. Yeah. And and it is, uh, I mean, is this a game, I guess, then for the, with Genie a little more influential and Bobby on this on the score sheet is it a is it a game <laughs> for the like LFC Twitter stands out there who oh. like who who do the hard work for for Bobby and Jeannie trying to make sure that they receive the you know plaudits that they're due I don't for no <laughs> no just no. for Jeannie I mean still like we can point to for you know having a heavy amount of touches i don't know how many like i don't know if he created any chances he didn't do anything like that so genius doesn't really change you're gonna have people that don't understand the game that will look at it and probably say like maybe this one he didn't i think genie passed the eye test today where he was present enough but no firmino is always just like you know he had the initial chance what like two minutes in or something like that yeah could have easily had a couple so it's I mean, I don't know. I don't think there's there's any hope for for those sorts of fans. Uh, Bobby Bobby getting a a who scored rating of seven point eight six for this one. Man of the match, I think. Yeah, right, man of the yeah. match. Um, Is he it, your man of the match? So we we spoke about we spoke about this. I uh, as willing as I am to give Bobby a man of the match <laughs> award. Certainly. Nobody has ever shied away from giving no. him a man of the match as much <laughs> no. as you have. Yeah, no, I would, I would almost always offer Bobby a man of the match award if it was available. But yeah. um, in this one, couple of couple of nervy moments, but the man between the sticks for Liverpool, yeah. Allison, came up big with some. Moments that he made seem a lot more, and maybe this is kind of mirroring the Champions League final in yeah. a way, took a lot of moments that would have been extremely scary in the past for Liverpool Yeah, and just snuffs them out. Yeah. We, there's Maybe it's just Tottenham, but anytime Twitter, like, maybe they just have the footage. Twit, but Twittenham. The twi- Twittenham. <laughs> <laughs> On the twine. No, never mind. Anyway, so... They always do, like, on this day, like, last time or, like, five years ago when we faced Tottenham. And you look at, like, Mignolet and goal. And, and to a lesser extent, Carius, too. Um, lesser meaning fewer negative. So uh, to a yeah. better extent, Carius, I should say. Yeah. But you just look at some of the chances that they had and you're like, how do you not save that? Like, how <laughs> how are you how are you that bad? Yeah. <laughs> but, Allison, from, like, positioning to shot stopping, like, and even today, like, to like cleanly catch at least two of those chances that were just like, they're not necessarily the highest quality of chances, but those were the ones that would spill, that would go into somebody else's path and they pick it up and and get a goal off that too. So yeah, Allison like played really well too, but I think it's a good shout for him being man of the match as well, even though it's almost like genie, like you, you don't necessarily see the extent to which he provided it. Yeah. The, um, the defense gets a sixth clean sheet in the Mm. premier league in a row. Um, big conversation point at the beginning of the season was Liverpool's lack of clean sheets. 
is it finally time to, oh, to yeah. put that one to bed? <laughs> I don't think we... <laughs> with, in the clean sheets. I, I don't think we were stressed. Tuck them in, tuck them in with Just the clean sheets. Just fold them up. How <laughs> much do you struggle with not the top sheet, but just the bed sheet that curls? Have you figured out how the to fold? Sheet. Yeah. Oh, no. No. You can't fold a fitted No, sheet. there's a way. There's you a can... way. I've heard legend. It's uh, <laughs> like heard. we were talking about golf today. Like, yeah. people are telling me what to do. Yeah, they're saying I just do... can't physically do it. No, there's no uh, whatever that is. I'm sure it's just editing in those in those like life hack videos or whatever. Post production. Yeah. yeah, that's CGI. Yeah, um, but they're clean at least. We're not we're oh, not the folding them. The sheets are clean as appropriately as we should. No, it's more of a <laughs> with a fitted sheet. You just go. You know, you get. You get you you and one other person. You just kind of you fold it in half. You kind of you, you kind of fold it fold it yeah, towards walk, each other, yeah. and you don't know who's going to grab. Then, yeah, and then you, you yeah. grab the bottom, and then you just kind of it's it's a I don't know. It almost becomes more of like a like it's a fold, but just it's roll almost it. rolled. Just roll it. Yeah. Just roll it. Yeah. Um, a few mishaps here and there, but at the end of the day, they're still clean sheets. Exactly. You know, you can roll them out for the next day and be okay <laughs> so, with what happened. So I mean, today that was one. That was a clean sheet. That was it. But we it, was fitted, it, it was a yeah, fitted. It was a fitted sheet. Like it, it was, was a, a fitted little, clean sheet. It was. It was very, very tight. It was. It was a little close for comfort at times. But um, they got it. You know, they got it over the line, and and it was um, one of those where, as you said a little bit ago, um, some of Tottenham's best chances come from. Yeah. What I think we now can say are, <laughs> um, you know uncharacteristic defensive mistakes which <laughs> which is strange to say for Liverpool because yeah. <laughs> because we've been so used to well you know happy anniversary to joining Liverpool for Martin Skirtle oh, we'll get to that timely, one we'll timely, get to that timely. One. we'll get to that one later <laughs> but uh but in this Liverpool team there are obviously a little bit of luck with the Lacelso chance there at yeah. the end but for all of their other chances it seems like for whether there's a mistake or or a little bit of a lapse by one player, it just seems like someone is there to deal with it. Always. <laughs> Even if, you know, Gomez had a mistake too, but he had a couple, you know, kind of last, not not last man tackles, but just throwing them off a little bit. Or even a LaCelso chance when you go back to it and and look at it, he just looks like in real time, it's just like the cleanest chance. How do you not bury that? Right. And even on XG, like, I don't know what the quality of the chance was, but we said it's got to be, like, 0.7 or, like, higher or something like that because they went from... I think it's legit, like, 0. 0.9 yeah, or something like, like that. higher than a penalty. <laughs> yeah. Like, you score that more often than a penalty. But, you know, this... And also maybe the the knock against XG is, like, how much are you factoring in? Because when you go back, like, there's a man on him. He's challenged. Yeah. It's not like... Typically, that chance is like guy at the back post, you know, right. nobody around him, just tap in. But none of it. I think he tries to hit it with his left too. So like an in swinging ball from the right hits it with his left going that direction. Yeah. Like it looked messy. Like it's still like should have buried it. Like Sun had one he should have buried, but yeah. then Salah had an equal chance to Suns that he should have buried. Firmino could have had one. Sure. Ox off the post too. But there is like if one, you've got Virgil Van Dyke. <laughs> and it's just, you know, whether it's last man tackles, we were joking about how how upset he gets when he has to run, let alone tackle. And if it's not him, then it's Gomez, right? And even, like, 
people are always questioning like Trent and Trent can still grow a, as a defender, but even if he's like, you know, in, in a match where I think he was matched up against, I think it was Sun on the left side who kind of yeah. beat him at first, then he recovered. And then, you know, they're just squaring off on, on the far side over there, but there's always just a defender or somebody else there. Whereas, you know, if in the past, like Allison's now like fielding it cleanly, Right. In the past, he spills it, and it goes off to somebody else. There's nobody around him, and he puts it off. Like, But now, whether it's a shot, whether it's a chance, or keeping them from additional chances, like we have that back. I hate saying a back five, because then people sure. start rolling out like the 5-4, <laughs> the 5-4-2, which is an abomination. But, you know, <laughs> we've got the, the defensive four, and we have Allison to negate what our, like, high chances or like take away from you know they're right. like xg killers yeah. is basically what it is they're just knocking you know decimal points off of these chances <laughs> this is i mean it it is fitting you said it was written like written in the stars or or whatever <laughs> when it is the anniversary of martin skirtle <laughs> joining joining liverpool today uh january 11th um i think it's i think it's almost worth bringing him up and not not just to torture you because I know, I um, think that that plays a heavy part. But it is, it, it's a part. But <laughs> but putting in context this Liverpool defense and the fact that I mean we endured these years where there were these kind of gosh, just some horrible matches where just with just laughable goals conceded yeah. and and in you know. Um, in some of these seasons where <laughs> if we had even had a, like, average defense, we would have been... Anybody. We could have been champions, like, in 13-14. <laughs> really? Somebody other than Klein, like, yeah. <laughs> that, that could defend. So, um, but in in the games like this, I, I almost am, like, reminded of, of certain games that we watched back, <laughs> you know, at Corner Tavern in, here in El Paso, like... Um, there's one that, that comes to mind, and I think it was shortly after we, we actually recorded. It may have been the first game we recorded after, or maybe... In Corner Tavern? Yeah. Yeah. And it was West Ham, and yeah. it was a 3-1 loss away at West Ham, <laughs> uh, back when they were at Upton Park or whatever it was, um, the Bolin ground. Yeah. Uh, the, but it was almost exactly like this game. In a lot of ways, yeah. because we had a load, we had loads of the ball, we had chances, didn't take them, and then literally every time West Ham broke, the ball was in the back of the net, and there was, it it just felt like, you know, every attack was dangerous, yeah. but by them, and so I think I think about games like that when I watch a game like this because of the just strange calm that I feel when the other team is attacking. Like, this team has almost put yeah. me in this case where it's just like, we just don't give up that many goals. And and when we do, we almost always cancel it out with a goal of our own. Yeah, or if they, <laughs> if, had they scored, then we would have known. Now, Tottenham, I think, was a little bit more nervy just because of the recent history with penalties and all that. Sure. But even when they get those chances and finish them, we're still like, no, we, <laughs> or at least this year, like, no, we're good. Yeah. Like, we've got this. We've got this. Do here's another question for you. Harry Kane ruled ruled out for for quite a while for Tottenham. Oh yeah, um, knee surgery terrible. and stuff. Are you more scared of a Tottenham with 
or without <laughs> Harry Kane. It's without. It's off, like because Lucas doesn't play, and the problem is like in that, especially the way the game played out today. Yeah, Kane's offering nothing. Right. Like, does one of the like the Lacelso chance fall to him? Somebody like it, maybe he buries it right, but is Kane now in that position to bury it? Probably right. not. So just <laughs> he's sitting way, on the edge of the box, yeah. waiting to try to score a banger. Yeah, and, but no, I don't. He's they're a more dynamic team without him. Are they a better team? I mean, I don't know because as much as we hate him and is like an awful of a player as he looks whenever he plays, <laughs> dude scores goals right, and yeah. for whatever reason, it's like he's on. I'm not going to compare it now, but like. For for a goalkeeper like Allison, like positioning, all of that stuff matters, right? You can make you can make what's complex look simple, and I think Harry Kane does that to an extent too. So, but no, the way that they played today was just like the only chance we have is to maybe lump it up to Son or to Lucas and try to get something out of that. Right? Kane would have just been dominated yeah. in, in that. Like they get they get nothing out of. It. They have no speed. They have no pace, and that's what they would have needed. The uh, the win today, we said, takes takes Liverpool up 16 points clear at the top of the Premier League. <laughs> Still feels weird to say. Um, I'm, the upcoming game in the Premier League against United at home. Ooh. How do we how do we feel? Just I know we didn't put it in the outline, but but how do we feel? Just looking ahead, not not in depth or anything, but looking ahead to that game against United. United winning today four nothing against Norwich. How do we, how do we feel headed into that game in a fixture last year where it took, you know, a, a Shakiri brace yeah. uh off off the bench to to win it at at Anfield. Um how are we feeling headed in to this one? All of those feel nervy, but you know, United United are back. United are back <laughs> at Norwich today, four four nil. I got Rashford in my fantasy team, so I was okay with at least two of the goals. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it's just, you know it's a fixture. It's almost, you know, we can blow out Tottenham. We can blow out the Ev. But they all, they're fixtures where, you know, it's just like shit can go down, right? Like it's it's not always going to do justice. Even today, like, oh, like Tottenham split the chances. But we dominated that game, mm-hmm. right? And so that's that's typically the approach now that I take to United. Like right. we will probably dominate. We could, you know, we could be another coach killer and get rid of <laughs> get rid of all and like you know decimate them like three or four nil and then all is gone. Or it could be, you know, a, a tight one nil where United miss a couple chances. Or it could be one one. You know, it, right? Even crazy, like even a loss doesn't like necessarily register as a possibility, but. <laughs> No, I mean it's we it, are we are like at that point I think of <laughs> United just don't look good and they don't have they they also just don't have the players even for the longest time even when Klopp like was first getting started we're like we look good but we don't have the quality of players that a city does that even back then that United might have bought but but now it's just like it, they they don't even come close. Yeah. And that goes into the whole, like, why the Premier League shit this year is because we're so much better than everybody else. But, <laughs> but no, it's, you know, we, we should handle that the same way that we handled Sheffield because they're the same type of caliber of team yeah. that they are this year. Now, the front three always scares me a little bit. Well, mostly, like, Martial and, and Rashford are dangerous coming in from the left. But, yeah. I mean, aside from that, like, we got, we got Joe, we got Trent. I don't want to jinx anything, but... yeah. 
That's all. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say about United. <laughs> Except all right, I, I hate I hate their fucking guts. Yeah. That's it. I'll, I'll just sneak that in there. <laughs> Next Sunday is is Liverpool United, so we'll obviously we'll be tuning into that. Oh. And it'll be a tasty fixture. And I think I have a wedding on the 18th. So that okay, 9:30 Mountain, 10:30 Central. Yeah, I, I should be good. I should be good. I yeah. mean, I'll, I'll be watching regardless. It's just like <laughs> the state, the state that I'll be in. Right. <laughs> well, speaking of local rivals, oh, this last this this last uh, FA Cup match yeah. drew not a New Mexico dig, no, but no, like no. a a Mersey local. No, yeah, Mersey Merseyside derby on the in the FA Cup. Liverpool able to make we we talked about beforehand how the locals in Liverpool wanted yeah. a full strength yeah. lineup from club. Yeah. We wanted changes because of the amount of games that have been played. Yeah, Klopp goes nine changes <laughs> out of eleven, which you called by the way. I did. Nine just called. felt nine just felt nine like was a number. Yeah, it, it wasn't. There was no like Nostradamus thing going on. It was literally nine felt correct. Yeah, um, but just kind of a Nostradamus thing. But yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess the <laughs> the uh, the winner in the match comes from Curtis Jones, local lad. Oh, well, I mean, not a banger per se, but like I don't know how to describe the FIFA like. But this was beyond like a a typical FIFA curl. It, it was. was maybe a banger. It maybe was, a banger. I mean that that goal flies in um, in off in off the the crossbar and yeah. straight down. Yeah, just to kind of nestle in that corner. <laughs> um, I mean, for obviously going into that game, I don't think many Liverpool fans were thinking like. Oh, I really just want the FA Cup or anything like that. But no. but the idea of losing to Everton at home, yeah, unthinkable. Well, especially for the local guys too, because yeah. it's almost like you know, as both being Chicago Cubs fans, when you when you live in the city, right? Like the Cubs White Sox rivalry <laughs> is more intense, right? Yeah. Even in Chicago, which is you know pretty pretty well divided, yeah, like. You don't want to be around your fan or, or your friends that are fans of the other team and giving you shit. So right. we've talked about that before, though, like why nobody gives a shit when City wins because they don't really have any fans and you <laughs> never interact with that. Right. <laughs> but I, I think we have to, like, you know, acknowledge the ridiculousness of it while also, like, saying, okay, like, you know, not that they're they're the best fans. Right. But you could say, okay, I, I get why you would want to field a full team, right, because mm-hmm. they ha- they're on the front lines with it. But it's also we've got you know more important shit going down that, <laughs> that worried about. Yeah. But also like you're welcome is what I said after that too because <laughs> not that not that you know the the wolves or or the foreign fans. Like, right. I think Twitter just wanted like people that aren't getting that face to face interaction with the other fans, but are like we've got bigger things that we need to accomplish or like right. you know basically clop. They should be thanking Klopp for rolling out that side that has put Everton into, like, a tailspin of of depression and, like, fans revolting. You know, it's like the the Simpsons before they're all, you know, the town has, like, the the pickets and 
in the fire and everything. Yeah. There's only seven. There's only seven fans. Yeah. That we heard. yeah. But they're showing up there yelling at Carlo. And, yeah. You know, I don't try to bring up Carlo that often. But, no, you know. I know. it. Well, and it is, it, it was one of those situations where I think the, the fear around the fixture just amped up slightly when they do bring in a guy like Ancelotti. Yeah. It's, He's obviously decorated manager. He's been brilliant pretty much everywhere he's been. Yeah. And specifically this year, especially <laughs> and last, he's had Liverpool's number Against to an Klopp. extent. Yeah. So the the threat is always there with a guy like that yeah. where you're just like, will he get it right at Everton? You know, like, will he figure it out? And even and, if he doesn't, will he beat us? Right. Which is, <laughs> and, which is possible. Yeah. With a guy, you know, he might be able to to figure out the the formula for those eleven players that yeah. just works. Um, and so I can understand the 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 fear of of going with a change side. Um, we get a debut from Takumi Minamino. Yeah. Um, Good, good performance for you. I mean, one of those, like a good debut. Yeah. Well, it's like Firmino on his worst day. We kind of joked and said like Firmino light. Like even when Firmino's not popping up on the score sheet or anything like that, like just it, you know, is helping control the game the way that Klopp wants it to. And that's what, that's what we kind of saw out of him. And I mean, I know I was definitely hoping for, you know, the Verge style debut. Yeah. The winner. Um, (laughs) The winner. Yeah. But... Not everyone is Virgil van Dyke, and I think we have to remind <laughs> people of that because it is like ridiculous that Virg is so everything works out for him so well, yeah, and he's so good that he you know comes on in his debut <laughs> for Liverpool and to scores the ev. to to beat their you know crosstown rivals and immediately like kind of a race. The conversation because he had a price tag to deal with. He had a lot of expectation. Minamino's almost the yeah, almost not a so much, not so much. Almost, yeah. a, almost a, the polar opposite. Wasn't Minamino like seven point five instead of seven point seventy five? Yeah, yeah. So Minamino coming in, I I thought he was I thought he was good. No, yeah, filled that filled that Firmino role. Like looked at home. Mm-hmm. I, I think is is the key. Um, I can see him doing. Yeah, that role, which is kind of what we've been looking for. We don't really have, you know, Bobby cover, and, yeah. now, we, and now we might. Yeah, well, we need flexibility in attack. Yeah, is what we've always said. Like we've got Origi, we've got Shakiri. Like we're we're doing okay now. Yeah. I feel like with 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 that front three. Yeah. Um, but I think it was also the style of. You know, the reverse happened in Aston Villa where, you know, the kids got desperate. But it was literally just like, you know, rolling out, like, oh, almost just like bring out your dead. It was like the that kids. was That was the squad that they rolled out. But versus, versus <laughs> Everton, we had a, we at least had a good mix of like yeah. the top kids mixed with like, you know, a few vets here and there sure. too. But it was just the way that they completely outplayed and had a deserved win yeah. versus Everton, which is I think why the fans were so like – you know, enraged by him. But, and I also think it has killed the, the case for Carlo, <laughs> which we had been talking about. The, the last thing that I had in my back pocket was that Ancelotti was like able to defeat Klopp right. one-on-one. That's, that's gone now. That's gone now. <laughs> so it's dead. I think, I think it's crazy that 
like one of easily one of the you know one of the most decorated managers of all time one of one of the best managers of all time only a few you know blights on his record in terms of uh well istanbul like. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but his his uh his whole career obviously like just loads of accolades and 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 tons of trophies all over the place um I thought it was crazy that a guy like that who's been all over Europe, been, you know, decorated in all these countries, <laughs> showed up to Anfield with Everton <laughs> and played 4-4 four, four, fucking 2. <laughs> like, shout out to Stan. Yeah. Who we, he and I have been watching his 4-4-2 four, four, emerge. Like, <laughs> like I saw the lineup come out. I was like, wow, he's really he's gonna, doing it. He's going to come in and go... With the, with the full English, like that was like... a flat four four two. Yeah, not even like four four two diamond, which we no. oh love a diamond. Yeah, yeah, not no, the four one a, two one two. But... A flat four four two. <laughs> it's just crazy that Carlo Ancelotti, the manager of yeah. Everton, which is already a weird sentence, and showed up to Anfield and played. It's a four, not four, even two. just that he's coming into lowly Everton because lowly Everton are spending one hundred and fifty mil. A season now, like yeah, they're like per window. they're breaking <laughs> they're breaking the bank. Yeah. So if he was managing like Inter or Napoli still or AC Milan or any yeah. other team that spent that much money, I mean he's only been there for a few matches and right. you know managers do need do need a few years. I'm oh, still cool sure. with Ole getting a few more years at United, but <laughs> <laughs> give him time. But no, like it's it's catastrophic for them. Like how. And they make it better, but how bad they are, given what they've spent, the managers that they brought in, and the fact that they got, you know, beaten by by the youngsters, just kind of adds to this, like, you know, we were joking earlier about the, you know, the depth of the sea and that Everton were at the, you know, the lowest, <laughs> peak ev is the lowest depth of the sea, yeah, but yeah. that's where they are right now. Yeah, it is, um, I mean... The game itself uh, promising in, in a few respects, and and it was funny. A comment by Klopp after the after the match was, you know, uh, obviously the question centered around Curtis Jones, but um, James Milner hurt early on. Yasser yeah. Larucci comes in, plays left back for about eighty five minutes. It's awesome, great performance. Yeah. Neko Williams most touches of anyone on the field, which is a a Trent Alexander Arnold. Yeah. The second best right back in the world. Yeah. Right <laughs> Neko Williams, uh, like, playing the Trent role. And I think one of our Hall of Famers, Alex Mansfield, I think, yeah. had the tweet that said, you know, the highest compliment that can be paid to Neko Williams was the fact that Klopp played the same way that he would as if Trent was there. Yeah. Um, which, as, as we know, from a playmaking kudos. perspective, you know, kudos to Neko. And a lot then, of weight. And then... Um, the uh, the link up for the goal, Div, just that little bit of inter interplay between him and Curtis Jones, yeah, um, highlighting a, a couple of skillful players who are just a, like a little bit unlucky right now to be on the outside of the greatest that, squad, yeah. in the world looking in, yeah, just purely because it is the greatest team in the world. <laughs> in they the history, get into any other side. in the history of football, over the five, <laughs> yeah. five leagues to this point. Yeah, but yeah, you were even saying too, like Jones is like kind of voicing, 
We, what we had uh, was it Bobby Duncan or whatever who went to like Fiorentina or something, yeah. and it's just like you have to be a part of it to want to keep being a part of it. I get that, and so that's yeah. why those those opportunities are so key. But it's like why, like <laughs> I get why you might complain, but it's like you you have a chance to be a part of that to feature and then to fit in when it works because we even have like you know. You've got over 50 mil Nabi Kaitu who comes in, even when he gets healthy, and it's like it's a struggle for him to get in the squad. Right. So. <laughs> what did he say when he uh, when he had the – he had his first game at – Keita on Instagram said he had his, like, first game back, and he yeah. uh, he scored. And he was like, it was nice to get some game time today or whatever. (laughs) He scored, like, the winner or whatever. But he's like, it was nice to get some game time. Nice to get a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. nice to get a few minutes Like, Ox coming in to get, like, five or ten off the bench. (laughs) Sturridge, like, good to feature today after being back. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. So, I mean, that's just the reality. But that goal from Curtis Jones, I know I watched on a loop for a while because that was just one of those where, as you said, almost like – Almost cartoonishly bends. Yeah. Like, oh, ridiculous. Doesn't have ridiculous any, dip too. And doesn't have any shot at going in. Like when he first took it, we we joked at the bar, like because you all kind of react. You know, you react in real time when you yeah. see it, like there, and it's just like. It was one of those where it's like, Uh-oh. oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, <Uh-oh. laughs> but it just like increasingly like because you're like. Oh oh oh! <laughs> just, uh, Mane's just reaction. Have you seen that clip oh, that just kind of pans to Mane and he just takes off? What I love about because he doesn't have that reaction. Maybe like the back, the camera's to his back, so maybe he's right. saying like, Ooh, but he doesn't even flinch, and then it goes in. It just like just takes, takes off, off yeah. just darts. <laughs> I mean, that's that's his team though, right? You right. know, like all the stuff we're talking about in the game. You know, we joked about. The, the dentist around Liverpool also being mad, yeah. mad. like the smiles on everybody's faces like it all yeah. it all like fits in and features into this mindset I right. think Verge with the today celebrate Bobby scores so Verge does the now he's doing the the kick <laughs> like the Bobby kick uh, when celebrating someone else's goal Mane does the kick yeah. against Sheffield United yeah. when Bobby comes to celebrate with him <laughs> like just the the and and I think I when I posted or when I tweeted that retweeted that celebration I just said like I don't think I've ever seen anything like it in terms of the the spirit around the team yeah where they are really it's not some fake or manufactured like oh show you're together go celebrate together yeah or something like that it's it's genuine. Yeah. Like, or, I mean... The it, entire team... It was like 13, 14. Team. Yeah. When it's like, holy shit, what is happening? Everybody was just thrilled. Yeah. It's like, we've been doing it now for the past couple seasons, and yeah. they're still all just running over, and, you know, I think it was Jose who mentioned he's worried about them tearing a hammy or something on one of the kicks, but... <laughs> yeah, doing You know, <laughs> luckily, they're all on Royd, so it's, so it's cool. Right. Yeah, they're all doping, so... Um, <laughs> so, speaking of, speaking of dopes... It's time for our heroes and our villains. Uh, Is that another one of your – that's up there with like on your grind and you had oh, another yeah. one. No, there's, there's – We've only been around for like for the past pun. 24 hours, there's but always, there's, there's been about three. <laughs> there's always room for a good pun. <laughs> that's what, There's no, no substitute. 
Yeah, I'll give that. I'll give you that. <laughs> so, um, so the first, I mean, we've got our heroes and villains, our social media heroes and villains. Yeah. We'll start well, with the villains. You'll have to talk about Arla White because yeah. just to make it clear for everybody <laughs> listening, like I, I'm not privy to whatever Arla White says on Twitter because I've been blocked for the past like two years. Like <laughs> I don't know what I said. I even went back to my tweets with that included Arla White. And I found nothing, but I'm sure I called him like you know, a hard C or something like that. <laughs> a hard C. A hard C. Um, I I don't have the exact uh, the exact tweet in front of me. So this was prior to the Leicester match. Yeah. But um, after the UK elections. Yeah. UK elections, as we know, went a specific way. Yeah. Hard. That was Horde. bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I like that you're very diplomatic leading up to that. And then, <laughs> and then say, but it was bad. Yeah. I mean, there's no, <laughs> there's no use dancing around it. It yeah. was terrible. Um, so in the UK, the conservative party gets a blue yeah. color. Yeah. It's, it's a flip of, you know, it's a, it's the, the opposite of, of the US. So, yeah. Conservative is blue, labor, red. So someone asked Arlo White on Twitter, what does the election... So obviously conservative won you know, the most seats and, and all this stuff. So he said, what does the election labor, tell you labor about, lost big. about yeah. the Premier League? And he said, it shows that blue, conservative, and Leicester will finish above red... Labor and Liverpool. Yeah. I found this joke to be in poor taste. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, like you got to take a side though <laughs> to 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 think that this is in poor taste as well. Right. Not like a hard side, but I have to understand right. the implications of. Is yeah. I'm not rooting for conservative because if I thought if I was conservative, then I would think it was the greatest thing i guess yeah. i don't know and i don't know lester i guess arlo seems like a tory though i think arlo I, seems like yeah. huge tory yeah i mean he yeah no he's gotta be right he yeah no without lester without lester i think voted majority labor i think less like leicestershire yeah was a, a labor area but like barely yeah so Arlo could totally be a Tory, yeah. and and it would fit the bill, I think. <laughs> but Arlo tweets this joke, which I found to be in poor taste, and not just because oh, like I prefer Labour, and I would have liked to see the UK go back the other way and away from Brexit and all this stuff that you know I yeah. have personally, but because NHS and and all this stuff that's kind of under threat, yeah, by the Conservative Party. It was that, broad enough. It was out there. Like, it threatens it was understood. Yeah. people's like livelihood. You know, mm-hmm. like I mean, being here in in the U.S., we already suffer through shit healthcare. Yeah, yeah. So, we're not up on our pedestal bragging right, right now. Like I like wish that <laughs> the we state had, of you. <laughs> I wish we had the ability to you know get like you know normal shit like like I wouldn't have to pay for ambulance rides and yeah. shit like that. Yeah, um, like two grand. <laughs> it, which I ha- I broke my leg, and then they not only did they charge me for the ambulance ride, but the you know the paramedic or whatever on the scene gave me like this little teddy bear, 
Yeah, granted, I was like a kid in middle school. I didn't, I didn't really need a teddy bear. <laughs> but he handed me this teddy bear, and I was like clutching it, like you know, because I had a compound fracture in my right tibia, and I was, you know, would be screaming. Yeah, and I'm clutching this teddy bear. Eighteen dollars for the teddy bear. <laughs> After the fact, they charge your insurance. Eighteen dollars for the, for the teddy bear. Uh, anyway. not, sure, not sure if the insurance covered it, but yeah. <laughs> they're like, you hey, get our point we don't, now. We don't cover. <laughs> we don't cover comfort items. I can't do it. I yeah. can't do it. <laughs> State Farm. No just like No, no drinks. <laughs> um, so that was primarily the the threat, I would say. Brexit is threatening people's livelihoods, yeah. obviously, especially if you work in any type of industry that deals with the rest of Europe. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then healthcare under threat. So joking about the election seems a bit over the top. I called Arlana. I just said... Um, Gosh, now I'm trying to think of what I said. Um, I guess it's out there in Twitter if you Remember, really want to I look for d- it. I didn't. I couldn't see. Right. I could, <laughs> but I said, uh, oh, because Liverpool was about to play Leicester, I said Leicester will lose now because of this joke. Yeah. And Very simple. Yeah. Not like not like a hard, like... I didn't come out yeah. and say, you're a Tory son of a bitch or anything yeah. like that. <laughs> like, I didn't... But he said... Stan and I might have might have come with that. Yeah. That might have might come have been with the, that aggression. The follow-up. Yeah. <laughs> the scraps, if you will. Like, I hit that, he saved it, <laughs> rebound, you know. Um, so, Arlo re- quote-tweeted my, my tweet. Yeah. And said, imagine being this joyless... To which I was like, I don't think that's yeah I, really what I, – I just think that you shouldn't that really you joke joy? about <laughs> – wouldn't, wouldn't also a Lester Lust bring you joy? Yeah. Yeah, because I'm a Liverpool fan. And so he said, imagine being this joyless. I said – I replied to that saying like, well, you know, people are worried about their health insurance, but okay. <laughs> As like, you do. <laughs> I'm joyless, I guess. Um, so, yeah, Arla White, because – not because of because uh, his his commentary for me has become hit or miss. Yeah, he's very eager to like, especially this season. For whatever reason, he's been very eager to go after Liverpool. Yeah, he's really kind of showing his colors in terms of being a a, a Leicester fan. Yeah, um, but on Twitter, especially, he's become like more abrasive. Yeah, super. Where if he gets any pushback on anything he says, it's immediately like everyone is yeah. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so Which only so fuels his, more, exactly. more of that hatred. Yeah. So more than anything, even for his probably Tory leanings, Arlo White, <laughs> for his thin skin, yes. gets the villainhood. Which we have no tolerance for. No. Thin skin. If you're going to dish it, you got to be able to take it as well. Yeah. Yeah. But, you, you know. That's, you can't just be out in these streets. That, that's like, a Tory. <laughs> Arlo's not out in those streets. No, Arlo is not. In he's those in streets. the studio. Yeah, he he's in the studio. <laughs> he's in the press box um, <laughs> on the gantry, as they say. Um, so the next, <laughs> the next villain. This one, this one, a little. This has gotten a lot of of play on Liverpool Twitter. I would say over the last uh, you know few days, but Alex Shaw, ESPN. FC, <laughs> absolute, absolute top goon. Goon. <laughs> he uh, followed up an article that was written by um, Dale Johnson, I believe, is is the the ESPN guy, the other ESPN guy who talks about VAR. There are multiple ESPN guys, believe it or not. Yeah, 
there is more than one. <laughs> but Alex Shaw uh, retweeted an article that was put out that reshaped the Premier League table. Yeah. Based on the elimination of VAR. Yeah. <laughs> Dale Johnson, it showed that without VAR and by their their sophisticated al- algorithm that they put into place. Which uh, I guarantee is not an algorithm. No. <laughs> they're, they're probably borrowing something from like MLB where some like significant analysis has been done. Yeah. And then saying like. Okay, let's shift this for like a you know a like lessened number of matches, right. a different scoring system. Yeah, there's no way they've invested <laughs> in some type of like win loss algorithm, or right. they just stole it from Google. <laughs> so uh, Dale Johnson wrote the initial article, which essentially showed that if more refereeing decisions were wrong, then Liverpool would have less points. Yeah, <laughs> which is. To say essentially what we've been arguing for a long time, <laughs> which is that there is an inherent bias that exists at, you know, across the refereeing kind of core yeah. against not just Liverpool, I would say. Yeah. But there is a an argument to be made in the Tompkins Times, you know, Paul Tompkins has laid out in specific detail, like Liverpool not being awarded penalties and, and at a... At, as much of a rate as you know other teams in the in the Premier League, yeah, primarily Everton and United. Um, but Alex Shaw really encapsulated the whole thing by retweeting that article about this updated table without VAR and saying it really is Liverpool. First, okay, let me say, like, if it was, if there was a tight race happening, right, and we had been benefiting of these, it, even going back to, like, the table, it says anti-VAR table. Yeah. Not even just, like, without VAR or anything. It's like, <laughs> so you're already continuing this notion of, and that's why I think Simon Brundish, like, kind of went after, was Dale Johnson for publishing it? Because, like, you know, first off, it's it's bullshit. I don't think he necessarily <laughs> did it. Like spitefully to say that, right? But then obviously Alex Shaw comes in and says it really is Liverpool. <laughs> but like what? Like first off, our our position doesn't change in the table. The difference now factoring in what today's win is only like two points for us. Yeah, it's and so we're still the Wolves game. <laughs> the Wolves game is yeah. the only result that would have changed only one. without VAR. Yeah, and that's because. And I was there. <laughs> I can now say that. I was there. But it was because... You lived it. It was because Anthony Taylor gives a handball in a position where he's got... There's no pressure on him no. to whistle for handball yeah. on Adam Lallana in the build-up to Mane's goal. Yeah. No pressure on him whatsoever because he knows VAR is going to look at it. He whistles for handball despite not needing to. It goes to VAR, shows it's the wrong decision. They overturn it. It's a goal. Clearly, right? Clearly, that, like yeah. it came off his shoulder. It wasn't the arm. It you know all this, all of these things that we've been <laughs> like arguing for the past two weeks. But if it weren't for his wrong decision to whistle for it, then it would have been given correctly in the run of play. Yeah, VAR would have confirmed it, and it wouldn't have been an issue. No one yeah. would have given a shit. Yeah. 
But because it's been given by, v- by VAR, now we're talking about, oh, okay, well, that's a goal taken away. Yeah. Because the referee made a bad decision. Not because, oh, VAR is being too minuscule and too, no, like, they're ruining a, the yeah, game. It was, shit it was just a bad decision, and VAR got it right. So, and you, like, can, and you can say that about Wolves' goal. Like, yeah. <laughs> Wolves' goal could have easily, like, if they adjust VAR, yeah. if they adjust things... A goal like Wolves' goal should probably stand. Sure. Right? Like, we've had a lot of those, too. And I would be fine with it. Yeah. Even if that draw, even if that ends in a draw, like, okay. But here's the thing. Had that goal stood, and this is why I'm calling bullshit on whatever algorithm ESPN is using, (laughs) you can't tell me that this Liverpool squad isn't pushing ahead then and and trying to add to that and pushing for a winner, which they've done multiple times throughout this season, too. But but that's what blows my mind. Like it really is like this Livar pool. Like nothing changed from Liverpool in the table. They're no. still like dominating with the game in hand right. <laughs> in this table that is only saying like if we keep shit decisions in, this mm-hmm. is what the table looks like. Right. I I don't know what universe like somebody like will go through and not even just publishes or like tweet something that like <laughs> backwards yeah. in regards to like, okay, what's your evidence for this table? Yeah. Well, if that goal that shouldn't have gone in had actually stood, yeah. then the table would look like this. Right. It, I, yeah. I don't know. No. And it's, and it's gotten to a point where like check marks on Twitter, like these verified journalists yeah. and pundits and all this stuff are, Tweeting, like, toxic shit about VAR and about Liverpool. Yeah. And then, on this, on the other hand, we'll ask, like, why is Twitter so toxic yeah. about this? Even the <laughs> the review of Firmino's goal today yeah. was like, okay, let's get on with it. Like, it wasn't that long of a review no. for something that maybe could have been... Like, that's the same thing as what happened in another matter where you like, oh, what was it? It was... um. Oh, Hudson Adoy's goal, where it was yeah. like, did one of Abraham's like dreadlocks like touch it or yeah, something like, like that? Yeah, like did he just you happen could, to yeah. get a <laughs> molecule yeah. onto the ball? But, yeah. So they're sitting there analyzing, like even after the fact, analyzing it, and so they're just like beating this dead horse over and over again. Right. But it's also too like that is that was a great example of it. Like check it, why not? Mm-hmm. And then like it didn't take too long. There was nothing clear. Yeah. The reality of maybe it did like nick his head or something like that, but, but there's no get, like, yeah, there's no evidence touch. to yeah, show yeah. us that too. Same for like Henderson, same for all of these sure. too. So there's some mostly I still have like I'm not sold on like all of these like offside decisions that are clearly sure. like kind of nitpicking and all that, and it's it it's far too close because at the it's like is it like NFL kind of does it, other ones do it. Like is it clear and obvious right. and on the offside, you know, it, it's not it's not clear and obvious. So there's still like some tweaking to be done, but this notion that it's ruining the sport or something like that, it's like, yeah. okay, there's like a 30 second lull where we were like, you know, is it going to be ruled out? Right. And then you know, you clap again. Yeah. yeah. It, it. And it was given, and it wasn't a problem. Yeah. And that, yeah, and that's, I think, I think as much as they try to act as the, um the honest brokers yeah journalists often drive like these conversations because it's people on tv it's people in the press who who want these conversations to happen Mm because it 
it drives controversy, it drives readership, it drives viewership. So people want these arguments. They want the controversy. And, and so they told... turn it into something that it isn't. Yeah. For the sake of, of trying to create this the, these false narratives and, and trying to create something um, controversial out of something that just isn't. Yeah. Because you have you have a league where one team is running away, running away with it. Yeah. Even in spite of the fact that from second to twentieth, poor Norwich. But like, yeah, <laughs> there's some bad teams. But even these teams now are like you know, teams like Watford and you know Southampton were kind of close to the drop zone before. They've been crushing it lately. So yeah. it's like the league is is competitive as it's been. With Leicester in second, you've got a young Chelsea team in fourth. Sheffield, Wolves are up there. Palace are above Arsenal. Ev's still bottom of the table, as as, as you do. But uh, it's just like it, it's the talking point that everybody has kind of like sunken their teeth into. Yeah. And it helps from a media perspective. It's probably not as aggressive as we take it to be, but it's yeah. the fact that on Twitter too, every rival fan is going to use this narrative to say like, well, your, you know, your, your record setting team is now invalidated because, <laughs> because the right decisions are being made. So it, it yeah. still makes no sense, but that that's where we're at too. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's, well, and it's strange too, because <laughs> the, the idea that there's a, some sort of fix supporting Liverpool or anything like that. Why if let's just assume yeah for a sec, for the sake of argument that the FA and the Premier League want Liverpool to win the league. Yeah. Why on earth for their own sake, their competition, would they make it so one-sided? Yeah. There'd be no reason to give Liverpool this many like to, to favor them to such an extent that they were running away with the league, they'd want it to be tight. Like, they want that final day yeah. drama. They don't, You don't want... You would it's make not it like, late. oh, we're yeah. going to make it... We're going to make it so they win in March or whatever. Like, <laughs> we're going to make this league <laughs> over, like, immediately. doesn't make any fucking sense at no. all. Like, from a ratings, like, competition, whatever you want, however you want to gauge it, doesn't make any sense for them if they were fixing it. And yet I saw, <laughs> and I'd have to look back through the replies, but um, because people are talking about Robertson's challenge where he won the ball but also hit uh, Tunganga, I yeah. believe. But, um, like... Where they're saying, oh, that should have been a red. And then <laughs> I saw a check mark, uh, like a verified journalist in the replies of, to that initial tweet saying... Yeah, well, it's obvious now that the league is fixed. And it's like... <laughs> no! What? Like, no! <laughs> like, what? No! doesn't make any sense whatsoever. They have no reason. One, because it's not a red. <laughs> right, because he wins the ball. Yeah. Like, it's a yellow. Well, he wins the ball, and it doesn't even go in, like, even Obama Yang's challenge. Yeah. That was just oh, straight... egregious. Like, hard yeah, to... Yeah. Like, there's a difference between, like, a leg-breaking style tackle and just somebody getting the ball and going across. Like, even... Yeah. It, well, he doesn't it wasn't get, even nearly as bad. His studs. No, even. yeah, it's a it's a foot like the his toe or like, whatever. Like what was it? Van Dyke's against Napoli that year, yeah. where he like he won the ball. It was just like a debilitating, but tackle. also like took out yeah, somehow a perfect springs. tackle slash like 
also, also a red. Also bad. Yeah. Like that could have been a red, even sure. if he wins. Even if he wins the ball. Yeah. So Rabas is just like, but that's the thing now. It's just like this snowball effect of yeah. bullshit talking points that the media is gonna. But no, why? How anybody with a check mark could get away with that? Whatever organization you're tied to, saying right. like leaks fixed. Like if you're the Premier League, how do you not like? <laughs> Rain that how do you in. not initially go out? Like initially go out and just clean house at right. whatever organization he's at. But yeah. yeah. Um, but enough about the negative. We've, we, we have had plenty of, positives. we can talk negatives all day. Oh, long. Absolutely. That, that's our favorite thing to do. <laughs> but I will say this, Alex Shaw has not, even though when you say enough about the negatives and I, I rein it back <laughs> to I the negative has not tweeted since his live our pool. Wow. Well, I'm sure he's replied. Maybe. I'm not seeing a lot of. I mean, granted, Yikes. this is just yesterday, but still, like, a lot has happened in the interim. Yeah, <laughs> in the Premier League, so, like yeah. a whole day. He's of games. got some reply. He's got nothing. He's got nothing today. He's got wow. one retweet, but he must have felt the full force. Well, that's what you yeah. know. The ratio is 808 likes, 252 retweets, 1.3 thousand replies yeah. to the Liverpool. So, so ratio he might have yeah. the ratio might have kicked him off Twitter too. But no, <laughs> I I would lean towards him being the the true villain. The true villain, yeah. yeah but that's I, just I, because I can't see Arlo's Arlo's tweets. So. No, I think I think so too. Arlo doesn't drive that much discussion, honestly, yeah. on, on Twitter. Um and it's funny you mentioned Southampton. Yeah. So Southampton credit Danny Ings. Danny Ings. Who Liverpool fans hate. Yeah. No, can't stand him. <laughs> Can't stand him. Just can't so, stand him. the way know. he left everything. Yeah, everything. just the way he the way he demanded the move to Southampton. No, it, so it's it's funny because you know we talked about earlier. Do we have to the, clarify sarcasm on a podcast or does it? Yeah, I think it's it not like Twitter a, where you should be able to hear it. It translates a. Yeah, it's not like it's not yeah. like my it's not like my written sentence sentences where you should be able to tell. No, um, Southampton getting the win against Leicester. Danny Ings scores the winner. Shirt off. Oh, popped it off. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, and the crazy thing is Southampton, just a, a matter of weeks ago, were tipped for relegation. Close to bottom, like, yeah. They were like, everybody was like, yeah, Southampton, like Norwich, Southampton, like down for sure. Yeah. And here we are. Southampton are level on points and have the exact same record. As the Ev. As the Ev. Second best form record over five games. Yeah, four wins out of five and yeah. one draw. Yeah. So, a point so, above City in that. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, they're, they've been, I don't know, they found the formula, I guess. A um, couple of Southampton's players kind of coming out of nowhere and being and being pretty pretty boss. Some good goals in there. Yeah. Uh, Obafemi's yeah. goal, um, that left foot curler. Uh, I can't remember who they were playing a couple weeks ago, but it's Southampton. Southampton so few, thought few they do. were going down. You do, and they're uh, and they're not. But we move on to the heroes. Yeah, where did that Southampton reference come from? Was that just a Danny Ng shout? No, you you said you brought up in your in your point about Southampton being near the bottom of the league. Did I? Yeah, there's been a few. For the record. <laughs> We're, we're rolling on to about five o'clock today after, you know, after a few Guinness. So, yeah. Um, so the heroes. Yes. We've got one that is a bit out of the ordinary for us, but just hit the right. We'll give credit where credit's due. Credit where yeah. credit's due. Yeah. 
Um, at OGISA. Yeah. OGISA, I guess. At un- underscore, underscore, right? Un- at underscore OGISA. OGISA. Yeah. A United fan. Yeah. Slash health management. Yes. I think it was <laughs> slash health management. <laughs> there was a there's a a, a a rumor or a, a story I guess posted on Twitter where Alex Ferguson <laughs> at Old Trafford retired to his office. Yes, it was the was it the <laughs> you heard that statement correct too by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, he said it, it says retired <laughs> to his office and drank a glass of wine. <laughs> I think with. With a glass, a glass of, of wine. wine. <laughs> yeah. He retired to his office with a glass of wine. Um, was this was this the FA Cup game against Wolves, or was this the last Premier League game? No, I think it was when they got... I think it was versus Arsenal, right? Oh, yeah. When the they got handled by Arsenal. The 2-0 yeah. Arsenal, which, uh, yeah, at the Emirates. Um, he retired, <laughs> retired to his office with a glass of wine, and... <laughs> At <laughs> underscore OGISA, hit us with the <laughs> edit of, of yeah, the season yeah. so far, which is <laughs> the Drake Take Care album cover with Sir Alex Ferguson's with, face photoshopped on with the chalice. It is absolutely, like, <laughs> top-notch. And somehow... Credit credit to this, again, United fan. You know, Liverpool fans were sitting there mocking the fact that, and rightfully so, Ferguson still has, you know, his office that he'll retire to with a glass of wine at Old Trafford, which <laughs> explains part of the problem. But this United <laughs> fan then takes, and how you can, you know, transpose Ferguson's face or, you know, on Drake's and have it be a good match. It's so I, I good. was impressed. I was impressed. So, you know. <laughs> United took the L, but he just dub, dub. just straight up dub, huge dub, mate, massive dub. That was, gosh, if you haven't seen it, I don't know. Maybe we'll retweet it again. We'll put it back out there for, just for 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 you guys to see. It is, man, next level. Um, yeah, it's. A, oh no, it was the city, the city game in the Carabao Cup. Oh, yeah, when they yeah. got do- dominated Sir Alex by Ferguson City. took yeah. a glass of red wine to his office at halftime <laughs> of Tuesday's 3-1 loss to Man City to be alone. So, yeah, and he hit us with a Take Care album cover of the challenge. Gosh, it's so damn good every time I see it. It's perfect. It's um, just perfect. So the next hero, he's obviously a hero to many, to many people around the world. Um but in this case, he hit two Red Gringos social media hero status. And this was LeBron James. Yeah. When the Nike deal um, between Liverpool and Nike was announced formally, yeah. he hit us with an Instagram post and he tagged Killian Mbappe. As just well. a simple, not even like a player <laughs> post or anything like that. But just the full-on, just like, what was it? Just like a Nike logo or an LFC logo? It was like, yeah. Or something like, the, like that. Like the LFC logo and Nike yeah. like next to each other. And just tags and him. just tags him. Just tags it. him in there. Which, <laughs> here's why he's the hero. Because any way that you play it, either he's clueless and he's just like, oh, I know this good player. And it's like, oh, that you know, this would be fun. Yeah. Or he's in the know. Well, three three options. Either he's clueless and he just tags him because it's like, you know, whatever. Or he's in the know for, like, the joke and saying, like, you know, 
Mbappe Mbappe, 2020. Mbappe 2020. (laughs) Or he's actually in the know and we're signing Mbappe too. So there's no no negative to this. You know, so that that is true hero status yeah. right there. LeBron tagging Mbappe, knowing full well that either way, you know, whatever way it goes, he for the signing, took the dub for the bants, yeah, or God knows whatever, or but yeah. for or for just being boys with Mbappe <laughs> for the lads, yeah, the la- for the lads. Um, but yeah, that I mean, it has, and obviously now there's all kinds of. Uh, concept art and stuff that's come onto onto Twitter. Of, yeah, you know what what could Nike's what kids might look what like, may go down. What what might go down? It's it's interesting to think about. I'm I'm a I'm a little nervous for this one. Are you nervous? Of course, I'm nervous. You know, I was it's, say. <laughs> it's all riding on this. It's all riding on this first kit because like if it's like Chelsea this year, which nobody talks about how bad Chelsea's yeah. home kits are, except for maybe us and Dan. I, yeah, I brought this up, uh, and I think Dan got involved. But yeah, a couple of weeks ago, it 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 was shown on yeah. the screen, um, like separate from just them playing or whatever. And I was like, I think it kind of gets lost. <laughs> In the shuffle, but this is truly like they're one of horrendous. the worst kids. They're, they're horrendous, awful. No, like the same way that nobody talks about how historic Liverpool start is. Yeah, <laughs> nobody talks about historically bad Chelsea's kits are too. But like that'll be one of the things that will be brought up, and it'll be like, "Hey, remember how fucking weird shit <laughs> when was they just in like twenty nineteen? Putting shit like yeah, just random designs, yeah. like just shapes. And Not shit. E- yeah, copying the French kit or anything like that, no. or then like the blue, I don't know, with puke on it, or God knows whatever <laughs> that weird design is on the back. But <laughs> but no, there's a lot writing on this first Nike kit, and I personally have a lot invested in it. Like not. <laughs> Like any type of monetary or anything <laughs> like that, but emotionally, yeah, or maybe via Twitter, I, I put a lot into this Nike buy. Yeah, you know, you you've been you've been very supportive of the deal. Yeah, um, and we'll see. I guess we'll see how it turns out. I do appreciate though the fact that LeBron has incentive to tweet about us <laughs> um, and to post to post Instagram. Or to post on Instagram about us and and tag. Yeah, he's Mbappe. also made millions from his initial yeah minority stake to whatever he owns now, which is right significantly more. Yeah, but um, throughout all of that, we've got like social media heroes, uh-huh. and then what we discussed as the true hero for multiple reasons <laughs> was the one, the only, the Erica Baki, your wife, uh-huh. for. Also for social media reasons, though, too, because yeah. the tweet, like, banged, like, hard. Yeah. What were so, the numbers? Um, the final numbers. Was it, like, 2,000? No, above. Um, and that might not be a lot to some on LFC Twitter, but it's known throughout the cir- the important circles on LFC Twitter that the two red gringos are often underheard, underliked, and under-retweeted yeah. in the type of quality content that we provide. So for you to get justice with this as a result of your wife recording, because, you know, you would have had to record it. Right. Which then, you know, you win the social media game, but then you lose the Anfield, you're the wool, you know, you're the plastic <laughs> recording it, during You'll Never Walk Alone. Right. And it was it was something that she specifically was like, I'm going to record because I don't want you to have to record or 
just not experience it. So she was a hero for that. Yeah. She was that's, a hero. That's right the off, true hero mark right, right there. And um, the the secondary was she she filmed and it was it was a beautiful video of You'll Never Walk Alone. Yeah. And uh, and the numbers ended up being four grand. Four thousand likes, eight hundred and seventy two retweets. That's a big boy. That's yeah. That's, that's a big boy. That's numbers. I get a hundred likes and that's that's top of the day for me. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. Um so yeah, for for that, uh my wife gets gets hero status. The gringo for, hero status. Gringo hero status for the for the time being. Um and uh yeah, I mean that about brings us to to the conclusion. What else do you need to say? Um, it is, gosh, it's what a what a time to be alive for for Reds fans. It's what been, a time! <laughs> it's been it's been unbelievable um, in many respects, and uh, and now we're off to. Uh, I guess we're gonna have a a night out with the uh, oh with the lads with the lads lads. So, nice uh, nice way to cap things yeah. off. Yeah, we had a bit of an East Coast West Coast divide within El Paso, of course. Yeah, <laughs> but um, we got them out west. We got them out west. Yep. So or at least downtown. Yeah, I or think near downtown. I guess we'll be at time or whatever. We'll see. We'll probably see. Tin we'll man. see where the mezcal takes Tin us. Tin Man and Malalam. <laughs> we'll see. Um, Scenes. <laughs> but thank you guys for joining. Uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode, and you guys probably know where to find us by now itunes spotify google play and then twitter is primarily where we're hanging out at two red gringos so be sure to uh subscribe follow along and uh yeah hopefully we'll be a little bit more regular now that things have uh settled down for the both of us travel wise (laughs) i think a little bit but um but yeah we'll try to uh to get back on that horse and and uh gosh up, up the never losing Jurg's mighty crazy reds. I'll say I'll say I'll say this is my life. 1985 <laughs> white Lamborghini Conta. Two of them. I need a slow motion video right now. Cause I'm moving in slow motion, slow motion. Feeling like Mike Williams shooting a nigga. Cooting in the A. Get your blur on.
on too close to comatose. So dope, you overdose. Get back, you overclose. Lolo, a hood of sun, and then I bless them with that polo. Niggas is making music, and then my first solo. Polo, Drolo, sponsored by Manolo. Ready for some photos, yeah, and I'm cold, bitch, please try to keep the door closed. Line by thousand dollar T with no logos. Let me show you what I see when my eyes close. Take it how you want to a nigga dead. Much taste you European, that's the end of that way.